0: Absolute Geek Podcast. It's Thursday night in Phoenix. You found yourself tuning into the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Clusterfuck Kyle. And uh, the weather has changed yet again in Phoenix as it's only 70 degrees today. And we don't need the air conditioner now. Uh, so for everyone looking forward to the giant hum in the background, sorry to disappoint you.
1: Maybe if Kellen was here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so is Kellen? I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, you know he's uh, doing killing things. I guess keeping busy, keeping keeping something, yeah. Keeping something. I don't. I don't, I don't try to keep track of him too much anymore. <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> floats through the head. air. Yeah. He just floats. <laughs> he just through kind the of air. blows through the wind like that lost little you leaf. You
1: see him? He's like, he looks like the reverse of one of those uh things at the dealership to get you to come in. Wacky people... wave of
0: inflatable two men. <laughs> in. Except he's doing it. Yeah, I kind of equate him to like a paper bag or a plastic bag blowing in the wind. He just kind (laughs) of comes and goes. Yeah, good for him. Does his own thing. And one week he's pretending to do photography. The next he's not doing anything. And I know he's still going to school, but. Good for him. Kind of just doing his thing, I guess. Stuffing things. Ah, Stuffing things. So, what do you got on tap for us this week, Kyle? Anything interesting? No. Anything interesting from the mind of Stinson? No, if it's a No. It's 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 a blank
1: slate right now.
0: Yeah. So uh what did you think of Iron Fist?
1: I thought it was decent. I thought it was better than Jessica Jones. I never bothered with Luke Cage because it was garbage. And I uh like what we were talking about earlier, I thought I thought the choreographed kung fu. I thought it was slow. It should have went at a decent speed, but it like you could have gotten your car and Ubered to the bar and had a beer and come back before they finished punching you.
0: <laughs>
1: you, you. you know what I mean? Like I think Jose put up a a a gif that uh pretty summed it up pretty well. It was two guys just kind of like hitting yeah. the air yeah. for a second. And I think that's I saw that. But, you know, when I first started watching it, I was like, holy fuck, it's it's, it's Marvel Arrow.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It felt very much like Arrow.
1: It felt like that's where... Because I was like, holy shit, they're even going to have flashbacks. But they didn't really get into the flashbacks, though, which I think would have made the show better if you would have got to see more of his training. I think that would have been cool, like, showing him... Like, you know how Arrow did it, like when it would go back to the past, it was something that correlates with what's going on right now. Like, yeah, did not do that, but just what, have him flashback to his training. I guess that's the only way you can really do it to make it make sense. But it would have been cool to show him like training, especially with, what's his name? His friend. I can't think of his name now. Davos. That's fucking about to betray him. Davos. Yeah. Like it would have been cool seeing them, especially when he showed up and he threw his tinfoil, Ninja uh, Star. Ninja Star, like showing them growing up and and training and stuff and, you know, kind of, you know, because obviously it seemed like when they were there and he became the Iron Fist, he was kind of okay with it. It's it's after time now. It's after he left, he got all buttered about it. Like, yeah. you know, when he stopped actually guarding the gate. It's when he kind of, like, it's, but I thought the Meachams was cool. I liked them. I thought that... that Kind of what we were talking about with Brent was their story was kind of cool. Like, it should have been the Iron fish and the Meachums. Like, it, like it they should have included them in the title or something because they were...
0: Yeah, it seemed like everyone around Danny Rand was more interesting than actually Danny Rand. Yeah. And like, I think that's what kept you invested in the show because I didn't even think about it till you and Brent said something. I was like, you know, that's kind of right. It's like, I didn't care so much about Danny Rand. I was more interested in what the Meachums were going to do next.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, I found the show very predictable. Like, you you saw where it was going. You knew what was going to happen. You knew the twists and turns. There wasn't really anything that, oh, shit, I didn't expect that. You know, but I thought it, I think Marvel is figuring out the pace of their shows now. Like, Daredevil was very slow. Even season one, both seasons of Daredevil were fucking pretty slow. Like, they they kind of dragged it out a little bit, and like you know what, one three hour Iron Fist episode probably would have been awesome. One just continuous one and and did it more like a movie. And I I think they could have. I I think they would have made the pace better. But I liked the pace compared to other Marvel shows. I think, but I think that if that's what it would have made it. Better.
0: Well, I think what Marvel does in their shows that, that to me, kind of hurts it is they focus more on their life as a normal person. So, like, Daredevil was a lot of lawyering with a little bit of superheroing. Yes. And Jessica Jones was a lot of... I mean, her, her kind of thing goes hand in hand. So, I think that's why I liked hers better was because it was a lot of private eyeing and mm-hmm. her whole thing together. And that was the same thing with, with Luke Cage. To me, it was just kind of like... Luke Cage to me has so far been the weakest, the weakest Netflix show. I just couldn't get behind Luke Cage. A lot of people disagree with me. They're like, "Oh, Luke Cage was so good," but to me, yeah, Luke Cage was weak because it needed two villains to the show to drive it. You had Copperhead and then you had um, Diamondback, mm-hmm. and then their Cottonmouth and Diamondback. Or the fuck their well, names are, but
1: Daredevil had Elektra and Punisher.
0: Yeah, but Elektra was kind of. I see. I know it was
1: kind of different. Yeah, they right? were kind
0: of like anti heroes, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say like Punisher was the main bad guy of season two. But I mean, you kind of had the hand season two. You kind of had the hand, and then a little bit of Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. Season one was the gangs, but mostly Wilson Fisk leading everything. So I don't know. It, it, they seem to focus more on the shows on the, the their everyday lives with a little bit of superheroing.
1: It should be the other way around. shouldn't
0: be the other way around, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I think so too, especially for how busy it is in that city. Yeah, and how it's
0: overcrowded like, New York is.
1: And there's a, you know, that's like, like I said before, I think the hand should move to Wisconsin, <laughs> yeah. man, because fuck, they're, they're getting it from every angle. Like, I don't know, was the hand in Luke Cage? Because
0: um, I know it was Daredevil, and I know it was... I- I think they were I want and to I say think they, they were, were in, in Jessica Jones they were in Jessica Jones yeah like they're, they're but they've been more they've been more centered and more focused in like Daredevil season one and two and then they were kind of mentioned throughout the other two and yeah. then they've been more centralized in Iron Fist
1: like the, like they should go sell heroin in Wisconsin
0: yeah Minnesota all yeah. they have to worry about is the Minnetonka man just
1: stay away from Andy
0: yeah <laughs> Andy is the Minnetonka man, <laughs> but I—I I, he runs around in his, his long john underwear in a deer skin cape <laughs> with a hat with some antlers on it. The Minnetonka man <laughs> and a hockey stick. <laughs> That's fucking the Minnetonka fucking man. <laughs> but
1: I thought it was good. I mean, I—I I, overall I gave it a 7.5. I, yeah. I actually I did enjoy it as a, once it was done and it was a whole. I liked it. And you know what? I didn't fall asleep in one episode of Iron Fist. So I thought that was. I thought I applauded the writers of Iron Fist for that because I fell asleep in. A lot in Jessica Jones. I fell asleep a few, quite a few times in Daredevil, even though I really liked Daredevil. They dragged, they, they just slow it down sometimes too much.
0: Yeah, it definitely wasn't the weak. Like. I don't, I don't see where... I don't feel it deserved the harsh criticism it got, but I can see where it kind of came in, where, like, Finn Jones wasn't... He wasn't very good in the show. Mm-hmm. His fighting style, the choreography was bad. Like, the beginning, the first episode, he had this fake Asian accent that he tried to pull off, and and then it was like, he kind of just like, let it go, because he was like, I can't do this, and just let it go. I can't do this. Some of the fight scenes were, were kind of lame and over before they even started. Like you and Brent were saying that there's times where like he's dispatching nine dudes like it's nobody's fucking business and then one dude starts whooping his ass, you know. I think the best fight um was against the drunken master. Yeah. That was the best fight of the show. I don't know. I kind of feel like it had it had me going. There was I wouldn't say like I know you said it was predictable. I don't think it was predictable in my stance because I didn't see the The double cross from his his, uh, uncle coming, from Harold coming. I didn't see that coming. Um, And then... You kind of seen it. You you knew, you didn't know exactly what he was going to do, but you knew he
1: was going to do something because he was, he's off kilter. Yeah. And you could tell that he's not, you could tell he's only in it for himself, so he's only going to do what he needs to do to win. And yeah. it's going to be no matter what. So you knew eventually he was going to do something. Just like as soon as her um, sensei walked in, said, come with me. And he kind of knew about the Iron Fist. Yeah. Said he's going to double cross him. You knew he was part of the hand. You knew it already. Yeah. And then I was like, shit, I mean, she is too. You know what I mean? Like, I have a place you could go. And then, like, I was like, you know, and they're like, that part where he was like, Helping him with his chi, but actually shutting it off. Yeah, I was like, he's fucking with him. And when he could stabs tell, him, yeah. No, before that, when when he does that thing, they do that. That I know this uh, tai chi. It was like it looked more like tai chi to me. Uh huh. Where he says and he goes, you know, my chi's kind of weak. He said I can help you with that. But I took that as when he because he did he did he used to do a different one to help with his chi. And then he showed him the same with a few different moves in it, and it helped him with his chi. But it, it, after he did that, he couldn't summon the iron fist.
0: See, I thought it was after he got stabbed Mm-mm, that he before, couldn't.
1: Say. It was before that, and I thought that when he did that, that shut off, that shut off whatever helped his chi build up to summon the iron fist. To, uh-huh. You know, and I thought he did. He did it on. He actually did it on purpose because he was initiating a plan. Because he was gonna. I took it as. He sh- and then okay, and then he was gonna have to come to him. How do I do this? Because he's like, I know about the Iron Fist. I'm, you know, I can I can help you do all these different things. And I I thought shutting off. Isn't is- it amazing
0: how everyone knows about the Iron Fist except for the Iron Fist? Right. I know how to do this. I know how to help you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, I, I thought the soundtrack was good. I like how Marvel includes like these old school hip hop songs. Yep. And their stuff. Um, like I said, I don't think it was the weakest Marvel showing but I don't think it was the best either. It has its issues.
1: They all do, though. Every single one of those Marvel shows. I think the problem... There's, I think there's two real problems that Marvel's having with having these TV shows on Netflix. Is First off, maybe they're not getting the big, big money behind it like they would if, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. had. You know what I mean? And, and like, S.H.I.E.L.D. was kind of boring, too. It's a show. It's kind of boring. Like, I don't... Marvel's strong suit is not... Weekly shows. Yeah. DC does it better. But, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, they've they got, they've figured out a way. And I think part of that, it's not DC. I think it's the WB or the CW. Mm-hmm. That they, they've they been doing it so long, they know how to incorporate the drama with the continuance of having a superhero <clears throat> show. And yeah. I think they have figured it out. I think Marvel is. Okay, how do we make 13 one hour episodes that you're gonna binge with no commercials? But we wanna make it they want more drama in it. They're putting more drama in it. And I think that's part of the problem with them is okay, we need to spend spin too many. Every character has to have too many web spun. You know what I mean? Like there's every character has all these rabbit holes that they're going into, and I think they go into too many. But you have to keep a story going. But like, you know, even like, um, it, it just, it seems like everybody has all these different things that's going on. I think it's too many. And I think it becomes cluttering. I think it becomes cluttered.
0: Yeah. And I, well, if you look at it, the other problem I think Marvel has is that they're using the same formula mm-hmm. and they're afraid to go outside that formula because no matter what, he, all it, all these shows are the same formula. I don't care if it's Daredevil. If it's Luke Cage, if it's Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, if it's Iron Fist, it's all the same formula, exactly the same, just different characters.
1: Maybe it's Jeff Loeb.
0: <laughs> Maybe, but it's, it's, it literally is. It's all the same, like the same events happen. Mm-hmm. It's just different characters. And there's one person in all these, sh- these mo- shows that it centers around in Night Nurse or Rosario Dawson's character. Yeah. Like she's the centerpiece. Of, she is like the clock and they're the, you know the hands spinning around it. She's the, the the pivotal centerpiece in all of this, and she's what connects all these people together. But it's the same exact formula, you know, and it's just getting kind of old. So you're you're essentially, yeah, you've got all those heroes, but you're essentially watching the same show with just different people. And
1: that's why I think the move movies are, the movies the superhero movies are better, because they've got. A pace that they can go at. They've got a time limit. You know, it. They're usually movies now are about two and a half hours, two hours forty five minutes. That's we're pushing three hours of a movie. That seems to be a very good time length to get everything done. They, it gives you half hour or so to work up, build up, backstory it, get it going. It gives you chunks to initiate the story to get it going and then it gives you the chunk to wrap the story up and i think what happens with these shows on netflix is they, they they're just stretching it out too far they, I, I don't know it just seems they're all and i think it's because it's the same formula so they're all just they're slow but it seemed like with iron fist that the pace was a little bit better, like they figured, okay, we can't make it super slow, but they still did. Yeah. I don't I don't even know if that makes sense what I just said. No,
0: it, it does. Um the other thing the only other thing that I think the Marvel's T V shows do better than the movies is they have more flushed out fleshed out villains. The villains like I said in my in my review of Logan, the villains aren't a, an issue in the movies, it feels like, because they're kind of just brushed over and they don't feel like a big threat. As to where, like, Kilgrave felt like a giant threat mm. in Jessica Jones. And even Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin felt like a major threat in the first season of Daredevil. Now, I have my issues with how they made Kingpin because Kingpin was this big, strong guy. He was never, like, a mental case. You know, he didn't have these mental issues. So, and mommy issues, if you want to call them, but... <laughs> it's they they have time to f- flush out their villains and their storytelling and make them actually feel like they're menacing and they have mm-hmm. a a purpose and they did it really good with Jessica Jones. they did it really good with um, Daredevil and I think they did it really good as far as the hand aspect goes in um, Iron Fist but they've also had, Daredevil season one and two to flush them out, you know? Mm-hmm. So they've kind of... You already know that their reach is, right.
1: is big, and you already know that they're a staple in in New York. Right. They're there, and that they're they're doing all kinds of shit, and you already know it.
0: As to where I felt like Luke Cage, the the villains in Luke Cage didn't have any reach or any hold. They were just everyday gangsters, you know? Even Diamondback, when he came in, I didn't feel like his, his hold was that strong, but... I don't. Know, I I agree. I think 75 seven, five is a fair. It's a fair assessment of the show. It wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't as bad as people were making it out to be.
1: I liked that you were using uh, the Stranger Things organ music.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and it fit. And it fit nicely. I,
1: like they okay. That seemed to work in Stranger Things. Let's use it for the show. Yeah, because <laughs> they're because you messaged me
0: about that, and I had said that to myself. Like the night before watching, I was like, "Is that the Stranger Things theme song right there?" And the next day, you're like, I like how they use Stranger Things music!" Because like, fucking, <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I knew it. No, I, I mean,
1: I overall, I, I seem to be tearing it apart, but I, I want to make the point is I did, as a whole, I did end up liking it. There was just chunks in there that I just felt were weak, and I feel like all the Marvel shows, that's where they fall. They fall, at least like in Daredevil, the the fight scenes were. Faster. Mm. And, and you know, like maybe you were saying earlier that they were trying to show the style and they were trying yeah. to make it a point. But the person watching doesn't understand that about the martial arts. They just see martial arts.
0: Yeah, they were trying to make it too over. I think they wanted to focus more on the over stylization of the martial arts and the techniques and the moves that were being used.
1: Like I understood when he was doing <coughs> his Tai Chi and he was trying to build his Chi up and he was actually using Tai Chi.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's meant to be slow. That's the point. You know, tai, tai Chi has become a very slowed down style. But I think actually when they fight, fight, they should just... They don't have to fucking burn through it. But it needs to go at an actual pace. And I, I never liked, and this is what I never liked about Daredevil 2, is that I never liked the guy standing behind, like, waiting for his turn. Uh uh-huh. Like, I've, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can only fight two at a time or one... Like they're almost standing in a line, like moving, yeah. waiting to be the guy that gets his, to get beat next. Cause if that was me and I was just standing in line to wait to get my ass kicked, I would probably go, Hey, Frank, you can go ahead and go ahead of me. It's cool.
0: <laughs> you hey, Ray. Uh,
1: I, I see what's going on and I really don't want to be guy number nine that, that gets his ass kicked, you know, cause I don't see this ending well for us. Well, you kind of
0: start getting that Hank Johnson feel, Agent of Hydra feel behind it. Like, yeah. Like, um, go ahead, John, you know, you're next. Uh, you're next, Hank. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I kind of got a stomach ache I, from this burrito I ate. Why don't you go ahead of me?
1: You know? I don't want to poo myself while I get my
0: fucking, my knee kicked. Yeah. Oh, shit. Tim's picking up his teeth. You're up, Hank. Why don't you go ahead, John? I, I just had some dental work done. I, I don't want to get my teeth knocked out today. Why don't you go ahead of me? You know, and you're just so, somehow strategically working yourself back to the back of the line. But. And then it's finally just you and you're like. Yep. Yeah. You're, I'm good. <laughs> I have a rain check next yep. week. Yeah, see you later. I, I'll meet you there. <laughs> Fucking, I, I just call an Uber. Um, yeah. have a good, have a good day, Mister Iron Fist. I'll Facebook you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all right. So from one bad show to another, let's talk about this week's Walking Dead. The Walking Slow. The Walking Slow. The Walking Dead. I was really hoping that this episode
1: of The Walking Dead was the, the true setup episode. Because they've got two episodes left and we've talked about this. They've got two episodes. This was supposed to be the episode that really put everything into place to initiate the war and it didn't. Which means they have to rush it next week to actually initiate it now, because they still have to... They, they've they put pieces together, but they haven't glued them in. There's they're, It's still real loosey-goosey, and even um, Sasha and Rosita going.
0: Oh, my God. That was a story we didn't need.
1: Yeah, we didn't need the bond. We didn't need no. the, the bond, the Abraham bond. And I, I liked how her cap was on.
0: Yeah, when she's trying to supposedly snipe, yeah. and she's got her fucking... You sent me that picture, like how is this bitch gonna shoot look through the scope <laughs> on her caps on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that show this show this season has been fucking up in so many ways. Like it's cool that she was there and they went to the the CGI. They need to stop CGIing so much. Do
1: not CGI any more deer. The
0: deer was <laughs> terrible. Or they just need to get better CGI people. Yeah. I like when Rick
1: looked over the fucking uh, Remember he like was up on top of the, the garbage, garbage and yeah. looking and
0: yeah, and it's like bright as can be out, and you're like, dude, that doesn't look natural. <laughs> and then you got Shiva when you first saw her, and she didn't have a shadow. That didn't look natural. And then you had the deer that looked all like faded and warped, and that didn't look natural. It's just I
1: I'm, I'm gonna bitch about being slogan, but they've they've slowed they slowed this whole season down to. Fucking slower than a walker. Yeah. I mean, this should have been the most exciting season of The Walking Dead. This should have been like, holy fuck, I'm pissed that it's over and holy fuck, I have to wait a week. And when you're done, you're like, nah, And you really don't think about it again. Yeah. Like, like when the season prior, when we were done watching The Walking Dead. We talked about The Walking Dead. Like, we were like, holy shit. Now we're talking, we're sitting here watching, and we're like, eh, meh. It's very uneventful. And to have, to start out as strong as it did, and to have nothing in the middle, and strong at the end, that that, I think they've cheated us as Walking Dead fans.
0: I've honestly, the last three weeks... On Sunday nights, I've been more interested and in, in excited to watch Last Man on Earth than well, The Walking Dead. <laughs> last Man on Earth has been super funny the last couple of episodes. I haven't,
1: I haven't watched it since What's-Her-Name was locked and trying to learn how to use oh, the Kristen drone. Kristen Wiig? Yeah.
0: yeah. Dude, it's super, super funny. That
1: I was it, watching it when they, the part where he was in the, uh, uh, was it like the tax place or whatever? Like he was like sitting in a cubicle. Yeah. Uh, that was last week. He was sitting in that cubicle, and they were talking. And he was like, acting like he was working and stuff. Yeah.
0: It was that um, they it was, went to it was like an insurance Melissa's, place? and she was a, a realtor, mm-hmm. yeah, to try and help her with her mental issues. But, dude, the last week, the, issue, the episode before that, they tried to treat, um, teach the Asian dude to fly. And he's like, <laughs> Lewis, he wanted to fly to go find his boyfriend. And he's been doing a simulator, so Tandy talks him into getting an, an actual plane. So he starts to do it and he goes to take off and he gets like about ten feet off the ground and then crashes and dies. <laughs> like it, dude, I laugh so hard at it. And I was that thinking that's that's the Walking Dead has been so boring that I'm I'm looking forward to other shows and That sucks. It does. And we were like, maybe this is gonna be the episode. <clears throat> no. But next week's episode it looks like Rick takes a page out of Negan's book and he just starts laying siege to the oceanside. It doesn't even look like, I think he's going to pretend to be Negan's crew and roll into Oceanside
1: and, and just try and, take them over. and just take them over.
0: Cause that's what it looks like. It looks like they are they're fighting with Oceanside for, and, and trying to get the guns. And I think that's what Rick is going to take a page out of Negan's book and just roll up in there. And I mean, it really went different because
1: I thought Tara was going to end up having just to go there and she was going to say,
0: plead her case. Yeah. And they were going to be like,
1: no, but Yes.
0: <laughs> where's Heath been? We need to know where Heath is We haven't seen Heath since um, Like he's episode a 2 or 3
1: He's a uh, FBI agent Yeah, he's,
0: he's in 24 now, yeah That's where he's at <laughs> But
1: He's dealing with real shit
0: now Yeah, I want to know if he's still alive or not Like that sucks You have a whole season where you don't know And he was kind but, of He's kind
1: of pivotal in The Walking Dead
0: it's like the Glenn thing, but nobody cares. Yeah, right? So they're not like trying to bring him back because nobody's like, where's Heath? Where's Heath? Nobody cares.
1: And I'm like, are they? And part of me thinks that maybe The Walking Dead is on too tight of a budget so they can't pay everybody to be in every episode now. And that's why they chop it up like they do. Yeah. Because I mean, like this whole season should Rick and the gang should have been pretty much in every episode. Figuring out what they need to do, and they—they
0: they really weren't. But if you count quote Scott Gimple, the hundredth episode in the season finale, season seven finale of The Walking Dead is going to look such a fire that it's going to burn so intensely <laughs> that it's going to drive The Walking Dead for another hundred episodes. And no, at the rate they're going, is
1: they can't—they can't give us a flash, and then it's—it's it's almost like when you light one of those little black things and it's a snake, and it looks like it's going to be cool at first. It goes, and then it just yeah. becomes a little black snake, and then you're
0: like, oh. Like, in the book, Negan was, in the books, yeah, the saviors do a lot, but the Negan is always at the forefront. Anytime they go to Alexandria, Hilltop, um, the kingdom, Negan is there. Yeah, he didn't have You see more agents. of, yeah, his agents than you see of Negan. Yeah. This entire season, you've wanted Negan. You've been waiting for Negan. And you get more of his his cronies than you do Negan. Yeah, I I, I think Gimple
1: really shit the bed riding this season. I just... I I just... I, I can't believe that they... How can... I really think they sat in a room and they said, how slow can we make this show? How slow do you think we can make this season? Yeah. I, wow. I really think that's what they did. We're going to we're going to come into this episode with a bang. And we're going to go out with this season with a bang. But in between eh, it's just we're just, we're just going to fucking fake it till we make it.
0: It's just not I've, I'm very disappointed. I didn't need to see the I mean there are some elements in it that are a nice twist. Eugene being in the saviors is a nice twist. Eugene doing what Eugene does is faking it. You know, faking like he's important yeah. is a nice twist, but the whole Sasha Rosita dynamic <laughs> I can do without. You know, the whole like it's kind of cool because you get to see, you get to see a little bit of Rosita's backstory in this episode where mm-hmm. she said, you know, guys used to think I was weak, so I used it to my advantage. I took advantage of them, silently learned what they knew, and then when I outgrew them, I left. And that Abraham was She's the only a guy. Whore. <laughs> yeah, Abraham was the only guy that she could not outgrow. And then she was fucking around because she enjoys having sex and she wanted to get her rocks off, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. I but, like that part. You know? No, sure. But then Sasha, like, they just have this weird fucking dynamic and then mm-hmm. Sasha trying to do the noble thing at the end. Like, I don't really care about Sasha's love affair with, with Abraham because she went from Bob to being all about Bob. It went from being all about Bob to what about Bob? Because <laughs> she she all of a sudden, like, Got over Bob and then was in this relationship with fucking Abraham, and it just I was like, what she's about wearing Bob? his she's wearing his necklace and she's like Rosie's like you like that I made that for him, <laughs> you know it's just like okay yeah you're two two fucking dogs fighting over the same piece of steak yeah. I, I understand that but come on now you know we don't really need this
1: I just they could have made this season so fucking awesome.
0: And if you didn't,
1: and maybe that's me, maybe that was me assuming that okay, because I enjoyed from like 100 on throughout All Out War, like I enjoyed that run so much, yeah. That whole all of that, like it's like what 30 issues, 27 issues all together, or something, yeah, from 100 to the end of All Out War, like when i was reading those i was like holy shit like this is you know i this is what reading comic books is about this is this is it right here you know and then for me to get to see it on the screen and it, for it to fall flat i think maybe i maybe i built it up too much in my head but i did it because it's boring it's slow yeah but it, that's maybe that's why i think it should have been so much more
0: yeah I don't know. So what would you give this this episode of Walking Dead?
1: I'm not gonna give it shit.
0: Really? <laughs> hmm. I, I'd give it probably a five. Five out
1: of ten. I just like somebody needs to be making bullets right now, and nobody's making bullets. Right. They're about to go to war and they don't have bullets. Like you see guns. But you need to load them, and, and yeah. at least in Eugene's out there to make the bullets. So. At least in the comic, Eugene was make. There was somebody making bullets, so you. And it's still a pivotal thing in there. Like, even when they were, you know, doing the last I- issue with uh, the whispers. Remember, Eugene had to hurry up and take the cart full of bullets back to Alexandria, yeah. so that they had bullets. Mm-hmm. Which you know this this is one thing I'm gonna say. We we kind of the Whisper War wasn't that great, but I think the after effects of the Whisper War made the Whisper War better.
0: Yeah, because there's still like the ramifications and the fallout, and it's still so huge. Like yeah. they are, you know, like like
1: most of them aren't even there, and they're they left. You know, the Whispers are like. We already know what's going to happen. They gave them a middle finger and just went to wherever they went, and they're still dealing with everything.
0: And I like how open ended he Kirkman left that because they're still out there. Beta is still out there. Yeah, you know and they can come back at any time. Right. They know. Yeah, they are still out there, and they are a cons- They are still a threat. And I like that Kirkman left that open ended. Did you see? Um, did you see next issues cover? Is that the one they sent you?
1: Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Next issues is Rick and Andrea, and they're on their knees, and they both get their heads down like they're touching, like they're. And Rick has a uh, a pistol in his hand, and it's called Total Chaos.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that's what the, the issue is called.
0: Well, because she got bit or scratched or whatever the hell well, happened to her at the end of the last issue.
1: What I was told from an inside source was.
0: Uh oh, inside source, huh? Uh
1: huh is uh, she's not gonna die. Is to buy. Buy a few issues of this. Uh, this next one. I think it's one sixty five.
0: Total chaos. Uh, Who is your inside source? I need names. <laughs> nope. I need credentials. She can't give away the. You know, while you're looking that up. The, oh no! It
1: must be. That was a different cover 160 While
0: you're looking that up You know what the, seems like The hardest job to get in this country is What Work at a power plant At a nuclear power plant My buddy Cole Who plays D&D with us Is, is trying to get a job At the the power plant Out in Tallest In uh, Tonopah uh-huh. and, Uh huh And they called me today To do A To basically be a reference for him. So they called me and they called our buddy Justin, who's been on the show a couple times, and he's our DM for DD. He called You know, you know you're in a serious position when your your employer is asking your references for references. So she was like, Do you know two other people other than Justin and this other guy that know Cole Curtis that could be a reference for him? Yeah, okay, can I get their name and number? So I gave him Kellen and Eric, and then they called Kellen. You know, it's like what uh-huh. the fuck? Like these aren't even people like he put down. Like, she's just like, do you know two more references? Do you know two more references? Do you know two re- more references? It's just like, man, that's intense. If they're going to call your references and ask for references from your references. It's an important thing, though, job. man. That's an important. I'm like, damn, man. That's intense.
1: So that's the cover to 167. So it, it has Rick and Andrea, and they're, like, on their knees, and they're, like, looking at each other. And what's it? it says in the corner, what's it
0: called? Um a certain doom.
1: A certain doom, not total chaos. My bad. Yeah. But that's like what does that and I know, don't get me wrong, and we've talked about this before. The Walking Dead covers are usually very misleading. Misleading. But like he's got the pistol, they they're like crouched down and they're like they got like their heads together, like
0: like they're embr- they're saying their final goodbyes and
1: and the, the fact that it's called a certain doom it just like and i was told to buy multiple copies
0: but the interior the interior can be completely different
1: yeah it's says, it's a, a certain doom is it possible could it be that the in- inevitable has can somehow be avoided rick and andrea have a tough decision to make that is
0: the Synopsis of the book But see like The last thing It didn't even look like She was bit it looked like she got Grazed by a bu- uh, bu- like bullet Like a bullet Yeah Cause it wasn't A very big bite And then Cause that was kind of Me and Jose Not Chibichanga But the little dollar sign Got in a debate Over on Facebook About how It's not the bite That turns you It's Everyone's already Infected with it And it's the The total trauma To In it being left On, on You know yeah uncared for because if they get to if they get to a doctor in time or chop it off you don't see them they apply proper first aid you don't see these people turning it's when they don't get the the shit taken care of in time that they start turning you know and i think the governor alludes to that when he takes rick's hand and rick because rick loses his hand because he busted up beating the shit out of the the fucking pedophile murderer at the prison that yep. was killing the kids, and then the when he gets caught by the governor, he's like, "Oh shit, that's all fucked up. There's no healing that. Might as well just chop it off." And then that's why he takes his hand. I think he did it as an assertion of power. Well, I did too, but yeah. But it just kind of gives you that allude to it, and it's just like, okay, so you know, Carl, Coral should be fucking a zombie two times over after getting shot in the chest right. and in the fucking eye. That dude's got through some shit. Yeah. But it just shows if you get proper medical attention, it it doesn't happen. So, I don't know. We'll but, see what happens.
1: But it looks like the the All Out War, the last two episodes of this season, it looks like it's, it, I'm imagining it's going to be like an episode and a half, because how are they going to, that means in two episodes, by the way they showed it, that... Rick and the gang have to infiltrate Oceanside, steal the guns, go to war with them, steal their guns, come back and then go to war with with the sa- that and Negan and the Saviors and that's that's if that's what they do, fuck you Scott Gamble. <laughs> fuck you because that's too much in two episodes when they could have done it in 3 yeah. or 4. Like they could have like that episode that they wasted with Sasha leaving Rosita out and going in alone. They could have. They could have taken that episode and did all of the setup in that entire episode. They could have went to war and as they're going to war, Rosita and Sasha could have been going to uh, the Savior's compound, and they could have showed like uh, the junkyard kids like getting ready. Like they could have, you know, they could have. Something small could have happened where uh, King Ezekiel could have been like, okay, let's in, brought everything together. They could have made it like an hour and 15-minute episode, and they could have brought everything together, and then we could have had two episodes of them going to war. Yeah. The, and I that, that could have been a good closeout to... Looks like Gregory rocket.
0: is going to try and kill Maggie next episode. Yep. So you're going to start seeing Maggie's... Turn to power at Hilltop. but that, That's a lot going on for yeah. only
1: two episodes and then them going to war. They're, they're, they're season, either they're not going to go to war this by the end of the season or they're going to start.
0: Maybe season eight is going to be the entire war. Maybe season eight is just going to be so fast-paced that they're giving you that wall in season seven to build towards it. And then season eight is, I mean... We see here week after week when we talk about it. You had to expect a lull at some point because they have to kind of stutter, stall the story a little bit, so they're not catching up to the comic and they're not flying through. You know they have to kind of play it out. And I think that's why they added. You know they added Oceanside, who's not in the comic books, and they added a lot of stuff that's not in the comics now. And now they're gonna get. I would be okay if all episode or all season eight was just the war. It'd be I'd be okay with it honestly. I would've
1: been better if the second half of this season was the war. Yeah. They could have, you know, episode one is Negan, you know, and and, and Lucille the Vampire Bat did their thing. They could have done a couple more episodes that showed, you know, them, the, the, the reach and the power of the saviors, the kind of bow down of Rick, and then the, we're not going to take it. And then... They could have. They could have. Smashed. So they all
0: just transformed into Twisted Sister.
1: Yep. <laughs>
0: I want rock. Yeah, we're not
1: gonna take it anymore.
0: Rick we is now not D Snyder. Take yep. it.
1: No, we're not gonna take it. But you know what I mean. And then they could have gone to the to the mid season break, mm-hmm. and they could have came back and went to war. Like they could yeah. have. They could have chopped out so much bullshit of The Walking
0: Dead, and
1: <laughs> it made it better.
0: I agree. Hundred percent. All right. So you don't want to give we walking to a review for you?
1: Nope. Now you're going to ah. give it a number. I'm
0: going to pass on that. All right. It's a hard pass. All right. Well, let's get into some news this week before we get into comic book reviews. Um, not a whole lot going on this week. Power Rangers opens in theaters this week. Um, I'm going to go see that this pass. weekend. You can look for a mat a matinee on that. Um. Let's see some quick news here. Uh, Carrie Fisher's death reporting will not affect the story of the Last Jedi. Disney and Lucas Films have not yet released how they're going to handle the situation with her death because Princess Leia was supposed to be very pivotal in the Last Jedi um, story, and it's not going to. I guess her films, uh, uh, her scenes were mostly filmed before she died, or completely filmed, so. Her death should not impact this film at all, but it remains to be seen how her loss will affect the next movie, um, episode nine. Um, what? What? The
1: fuck did you just say? What? What did you just say? It'll be
0: interesting to see how her death affects episode nine. Oh. Because we're in episode eight this year? Yeah. yeah. Um, rumor has it that Brad Pitt was reportedly in the running to play Cable in Deadpool 2.
1: <laughs>
0: you would like to see Brad Pitt? As no,
1: cable? no, I don't want to see Brad Pitt. As did did cable. you
0: did you ever see Inglorious <laughs> Bastards? Brad Pitt as cable would be dope. No. <laughs> Come on, man! you, don't know, you This know is why I think You know what you're missing? Brad Pitt as, as cable? I
1: guess dude. not. <laughs>
0: uh, um, here's another reason why. Everyone's like, we got the da- Dallas Comic or Dallas Fan Expo <clears throat> the same week as WonderCon. Everyone is focusing on WonderCon when they should be focusing on Dallas Fan Expo. And DC knows it, as DC is to re- reveal the new Snyder-Capolo Batman event at the Dallas Fan Expo. They're not going to do it at WonderCon. That's because Snyder and Capullo are there. And I know, but WonderCon being like... In the Comic-Con international family, you would think they would be like, we want the rights to that.
1: I so wish I was going to WonderCon, though. They're doing a fucking Goldbergs panel there the cast of the Goldbergs. Holy fuck, that's cool. Like, did you get that email for that invite? Oh, my God. But no, I have to work. Yeah. I have to work at my wife's work.
0: Yeah, you could call in sick.
1: No, I can't. <laughs> I'm doing the I'm doing the door at their work. Calling
0: sick and stuff. I get to
1: sit outside, and Aerosmith will be playing two blocks away. Really? Yeah, and because uh, they're doing the AT T block party, it's like two blocks from my wife's. Oh, work. that's
0: right. That's the Final Four weekend, huh? Yes. So, uh,
1: Mclemore's playing. Aerosmith's playing.
0: Um, that's a clusterfuck of, of music right there. It's going to be
1: crazy. But, I mean, hopefully I get to hear Aerosmith. And they said Aerosmith will never play Phoenix again. This is their last show in Phoenix. Why?
0: Ever. Why?
1: Because they're just slowly not going to play anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Is, so this is their...
0: Steven Tyler's about to die.
1: <laughs> so they're about to, uh... So,
0: gotta get him before his lips fall off.
1: Whoa.
0: Um, so, yeah, if you're going to the Dallas, the Dallas Fan Expo, you can... Uh, sit in on the reveal of the new Snyder and Capullo Batman event. I should are sent na- books away. If you're not, they're going to live stream it on Facebook on April 2nd. Sweet. So you can watch it there. Uh, in other news, um, another name in the reported frontrunners to play cable is Michael Shannon. You might remember him from uh, 8 Mile. He plays Rabbit's stepdad in 8 Mile. He also plays Zod in uh, Superman in the Man of Steel movie. He's in Boardwalk Empire. He's in Boardwalk Empire. Uh, he is now the frontrunner to play Cable. I don't see it. I don't agree with it. Um,
1: I think his rough face makes Cable yeah, more.
0: I, I still just, all I see is the dude more from- More than Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, but I see the dude from Avatar being Cable, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman lands a PG thirteen rating, so that's gonna probably be boring as fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they already said it's terrible.
0: I've heard it's very boring. I've heard it's very slow, very slow,
1: and very. I heard it's very confusing, convoluted, jumbled up. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: legendary horror comic artist and co creator of Swamp Thing, Bernie Wrightson, mm-hmm. died at age sixty eight from brain cancer. That's a pretty big loss to the community. He's a
1: cool dude. Did you ever meet him?
0: Uh, I did not, no.
1: He was a cool dude. I met him when two years ago at San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, really? Because he did, he did Cycle the Werewolf with Stephen King. He's the one who oh, did okay. the art in it. And uh, so we went up, me and the person I was with was... Uh, we went up and we we talked to him for like ten or fifteen minutes. He was a fucking really nice guy, really cool. I'm really glad that I actually got to meet him.
0: Is that the same guy that tweeted about living above your means? Yes. Okay. Just, yes. Just checking. Yes. Just want to clear that up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the same person. I just didn't want to call anybody or say anything.
0: And then uh, last little bit of news to speak because it's kind of a on the slow end is Stanley gives fans a health update. With well, a Facebook post that says, starting to feel like my old self, sending out the battle cry, Excelsior.
1: Okay. So, I want to get into something with this. I don't I don't want to brush over this. Okay. So, there's a person here in Phoenix that likes to Oh,
0: you're stir- going with what we talked about this morning. Yes. Okay.
1: He likes to stir up drama. He likes to... We've, we've interviewed him on the show. He's been on the show. We were the guy... Does interviewed... his
0: last name rhyme with Dealer? Yes, it <laughs> does.
1: We... We... We interviewed him, but what he likes, what this guy likes to do is... And more power to him, whatever he wants to do, I don't give a shit, because he's not really... I think he's bad for the... I think he's bad for the industry.
0: He's bad for the community. And he's
1: bad for the community. But he went on, and I think he only went on to stir trouble. I, I think to... Because people stop talking about him. I think they, they make this post so that he can... So he can... Get Still negative relevant. he can get negative feedback, so any relevance any you know so, so
0: he can cry look at all the haters. Yes. Look at all the haters. So
1: last week uh Stanley was sick he missed big AppleCon and then he missed Salt Lake CityCon. Yep. Because he had the flu. What was insinuated on Facebook by somebody was that the reason he truly canceled was because Salt Lake City undercharged for they're charging two autographs for 50 bucks. That's what they were doing. So everybody who bought one was going to be able to get, which fucking that would have been fucking cool because we because it was 60 when he came here. Did he the, the line the, the price didn't change while we were in line? No, it was 60 bucks from the get go.
0: My first autograph I got from Stan Lee was at his the. At Stanley's, Comic- or at Stanley's Kamikaze and I paid sixty four dollars here. I paid sixty again at Phoenix. At Phoenix, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't until San Diego last year when we saw, him, or no, San Diego two, two years ago when we saw him again that he was charging eighty.
1: Because I paid eighty for his autograph,
0: and then now he's up to a hundred and something.
1: So what he what this person went on and insinuated was the reason that he actually canceled was because they didn't charge enough. So so instead of just honoring it or changing the price, they went behind the scenes and Stan's people actually canceled him from going. Which we were talking about this is, and I agreed with you. I agree with you. I was kind of just playing devil's advocate. But we don't think he would cancel just because there was an error. What most likely would happen was sorry Okay, you 50 people that paid prepaid or whatever, 100 people, you get to keep the price. But everybody now, this is the price. Yeah. To cover up for, you know, sorry, but now it's back to $100. I don't really think behind the scenes his people would cancel him because of money. You know what I mean? But on the same thing I'm saying, I think, and that's what I was saying to you, we think a lot of things, but we actually don't know what happened. But I mean, why go on? That st- that's a pretty bold statement, to, to 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 put out there. That, I mean, do you really think that they would cancel it behind the scenes because they weren't charging enough?
0: Absolutely not. I don't think Stan would let him do that. Stan, Stan is that guy. He's been dude. He's ninety. He's in his mid nineties. He's going like he goes, and this this being his final appearance at Salt Lake City. Yeah,
1: but remember last year he wasn't going to be making. It- any appearances, and he's still gone all across the country.
0: Well, like he he was supposed to have his last appearance at New York Comic Con last year. He has he's not going to Canada anymore. I know he's not doing any overseas stuff. And this was supposed to be his last. Like he's trying to wind like he's trying to wind down. He's uh-huh. he's in his mid nineties, almost blind. Like the experience of meeting Stan Lee isn't what it once was, and it's in three years' time the experience of meeting Stanley at Kamikaze where he was very full of life, very good to go, you know, how you doing, Excelsior, true believer, and signing his stuff to then you see him at Phoenix and he's drained and head down and it's like his handlers are literally putting his hand on the paper or on the book where he's going to sign and he just kind of goes. And then they lift his hand up and do it again and he does his That's thing, what they are doing you know? in San Diego and he's diminished so much the dude's pretty much blind from what you what we hear he's an old man you know he, if anytime he gets sick the common cold that have me and you are like man it sucks being sick for three days it probably knocks him on his ass yep. to where he can't move for two weeks yeah and his immune system isn't what it once was so, so he was probably sick he was he pulled out a big apple con there was no issues there he was sick. He didn't even go. It was two weeks later that it was Salt Lake City and it was his last time there. I don't I think Stan is so dedicated to his fans, I don't think he would just pull out over something like that. He would have worked it out. Said, hey, you know they would have worked it out. They've said, you know, told people, hey, if you paid this, we'll refund you your money, but it's a hundred dollars, but we'll also throw in a certificate of authenticity, because normally you have to pay five bucks for that anyways. Yeah. Or we'll also do this, or, you know, okay, well maybe it's going to be $50 per signature now. So if we're you're going to get two, it's going to be 100 bucks. You know, Kind of rectify the situation there yeah. and, fi- like you said, fix the people that prepaid, help mm-hmm. them out, and then this is the price. If you're getting in line, here's the price.
1: Because somebody commented when I was – I don't know if you read all the comments. No, I didn't. He, he ends up lashing out at people. But one guy said, I remember in line they changed the price on us while we were staying there. But remember, you had to buy a ticket before you even yeah. get in line for Stan. Like right. you bought, you went into one line, you stood in one line for Stanley ticket, and then you walked over and then you stood in his I, line. In his to get line, waiting. I still remember I was pissed, man. I was like five people from getting my book signed, and he left with McFarland. Yeah,
0: I was right there. I was, I was at the front of it. You were at the front of it. I was yeah. at the table, the front of the table with my brother, and he fucking got up with McFarland. I was left. like five people behind you. He got up and left, and I was like, "What the fuck." you know, <laughs> but I was
1: like, Oh, so fucking!"
0: Cause I was like, cause they had
1: said, remember they had said at this time, Stanley will be leaving to do. Yeah. And I was like, and I was watching it and he was like, I was like, he's burning through people. He's fucking, dude, he's burning through autographs. He's work. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'm like, fuck. And then I would sit there for like three hours. He did too. But,
0: and you could tell by the level of his, like the quality of his signature that it's going down to. Cause like, on the, the one book I had him sign, it's really, really good. And then it's kind of shitty on my 121. It is just like, you I know. I think after he
1: writes it, after the 300th time yeah, he writes his name it, it that day. it gets a little
0: rough. But it's but still Stan Lee. It would have been nice to get a brand new Sharpie for yeah. him to write it. But it's just, in the allure of meeting Stan Lee isn't that great anyways. Because it's, don't talk to him, no pictures. Know nothing, he signs your book, and get the fuck out. Yeah. You know, it's it's burn and turn, burn and turn, burn and turn. And, but I honestly, because this isn't the first, he, he lashed out at another group, um, Annabelle Martinez, the woman who was banned from Phoenix Comic Con for starting all that, that shit with the um, uh, volunteers. Mm-hmm. And she got banned for all that. She posted some stuff. She's like, here, here's some good information for everyone going to the famous comic con. And like he lashed out at the whole group and like was calling them like dirty names and shit. This dude is, I think this guy is bad for the community. He's bad news. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to work with him. And he's trying to get his own convention coming up. And it's almost like you said, he he goes away and then it feels like he's becoming irrelevant. So he starts lashing out at people. And for you to not have anything to do with that convention and you hear rumblings of a mistake and you want to automatically think that that's why someone's going to pull out, you're questioning that con, that convention's integrity, your convention, you're questioning Stan's integrity. You're questioning his people, you know, basically you're just saying that he's just in it. His people are just in it for the money and they're going to just say, fuck the fans. All we want is your money. And that's it. I don't think that's the situation. Like, yeah, they want your money, but I don't think there's just going to be like, well, you fucked up one day, we're pulling out. We're pulling out. Because remember, Stan only signs so many a day, and then you have to come back the next day and get yep. another ticket. So by day two, they could have rectified the situation. Yeah. I don't think Stan's just going to pull out because of that. I think he was sick. He put on social media that he was sick. And that he's just not a young spry chicken anymore. So even yep. the common cold takes its toll on him, you know?
1: I'm sure that's what happened, but.
0: And props to Jose, the little dollar sign for the post on the Holy Facebook. Fuck. I laughed so hard at that. Probably harder than I should have. <laughs> because it, he was like, it looks like they just gave this motherfucker another nerd soul to eat and he's ready to go. <laughs> and that's what, that goes perfectly with what we said that yeah. he's a fucking vampire. Yeah. Is that he just, he's, he feeds on the souls of nerds <laughs> to regain his strength. Like, there's going to be one day where he's going to eat so many nerd souls. He's going to come back and his hair is going to be brown again. And he's going to look exactly like he be did.
1: 45. Yeah, he's going to look exactly
0: like he did in Mallrats. You know, yeah. he's going to be like rejuvenated. I
1: was trying to think what... Was it Detective or Batman where they had the... Or, I don't even think it was Batman or Detective where they had that machine that they were feeding people into. What's it for? Fuck, I can't remember now. Never mind. Like...
0: He doesn't need. Stan Lee is Ray Ghoul. He doesn't need a Lazarus pit. He just feeds on the souls of nerds. He walks up and it's like, like that movie
1: Troll, Yeah. where he goes, yeah, and they, they or is it Leprechaun? I think it was Troll. He feeds on the hopes and dreams of nerds.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. And, when they, come
1: he, and they, they he just sucks. He just yeah. He walks up and he. He sucks about and he's like fucking and you can see the wrinkles starting to go away. That's why
0: he doesn't talk to you when he you signs your books, because he's sucking he's too busy concentrating on sucking a little bit of your life force after he signs your shit. Uh,
1: if he just gets ten percent of everybody. Yep.
0: He's gonna come back to life. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be rejuvenated in his twenties again. That would be awesome to watch Wait, that Wait, Stan, didn't you have a liver spot there? I did, true believer, but thanks to the souls of nerds, I'm back. He just got a nerd grinder. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's fucking just It's like a bong.
0: <laughs> he just light the nerds up. Jesus. Anyways, um He exhales. <laughs> I mean, I when we first talked to this guy, I gave him I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to give him a form to to say his piece and we did, but now there comes a point where you just need to shut up. Yeah. We've been telling you this for months. Shut up, dude. Like, nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear your fucking opinion on shit. <laughs> you, you know, you wanted to make a big deal about the Phoenix Comic Con thing, the cosplay sex questionnaire. Nobody cared. Nobody paid attention to you you you're fake news dude that's all it is when you start deleting your hater comments that's when you lose all credibility you're you're trying to put on that fake facebook facade where you want everyone to think that your wife your life is fucking awesome and that your wife is awesome and when in reality dude your store closed and you can say that it's because your wife's con schedule and everything like that but (laughs) you went from being like well i'm not going to carry weekly books and you were an idiot there by saying that dc wasn't going to print books anymore that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard dc's not going to print books anymore so we're not going to have weekly boxes anymore you got rid of, rid of your weekly traffic you're counting on the people here that want to buy high quality books you know there are some out there but the average person doesn't want your high quality books you know and then so you're supposedly remodeling your store to make it a high-quality store. Then next thing you know, you're closing it. Like, you don't—you can't even decide what you're doing with your own fucking life, let alone personally, let alone professionally. You know? It, it, dude, just... I don't even care. Like, you invited us to your, your fucking stupid show. I don't even care if I'm burning it to the ground right now. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, you need to grow up, be a fucking man, look in the mirror, and stop your bullshit you were pe- playing petty baby bullshit and i was all in your corner until you decided to shoot your mouth off in a group chat and try and switch the narrative and, t- and provide a false narrative to the events that actually took place and loop and loop me in and us in with your bullshit and i'm tired of it like <laughs> honestly it's it's unprofessional it's disgusting and if you want to cry wolf about every fucking thing, go for it. But nobody's listening to you anymore. Nobody cares. You're just you're a joke. You are, you're fake news, dude. That's all it is. You are seriously fake news. <laughs> because the minute you start deleting your hater comments, you can look. Go ahead and look at our 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 Facebook page, our um, iTunes page. I don't delete comments. I don't delete comments. Good, bad, or indifferent. That's what they are. They're comments, fuckface. Hater comments,
1: fuckface. They're your hater
0: comments, and if you delete them, you're providing a false narrative. You're creating fake news, and that's exactly what you are, sir, is you are a f- you are fake news. <laughs> All right, let's get to comments. That's probably a little bit of an unnecessary tangent, but right. I just, I just I hate that shit, dude. I hate that shit so much. Just because a dude is sick, you wanna change the narrative and automatically make it some some fucking scandal. You know?
1: <laughs> I just thought I just thought it was odd that you know, that's just a weird assumption to make. Not there something to bring up, like I didn't even think about like that side. Like I didn't so you know, it's only about money. And since he didn't get enough money he's gonna cancel. And I just thought I just thought
0: that was an odd I don't think it's. I don't think Stan cares about the money. He's nine in his nineties. His wife in his nineties. He can't sp- spend the money when he fucking dies.
1: Well, I know he's doing all these signings to make sure his grandkids all have yeah. money, or his great grandkids or whatever. They all have something.
0: Yeah, but that's fantastic. You know, <laughs> you're you're setting your you're 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 setting your family up to be good when you when you go, and that's that's noble and righteous and. How a man should be But don't discredit <laughs> They're lighting bloods With hundred dollar bills One yeah. nerd paid for this yeah, yeah. Freaking- <laughs> Don't discredit A man's reputation By spitting out facts When you don't have any And if you have them Produce them With what you're saying If you have facts That this is why They pulled out You produce them With what you're saying Don't discredit A man's reputation And tarnish his image Yeah Like that if you have no facts
1: I just thought it was an in- I just thought it was Interesting Like
0: Yeah no Absolutely But I'm just know. That's just what That's just what gets me Is that And then the, the age we are now Where everything is fake news And everyone's Discrediting news Don't Tarnish someone's reputation If you don't have Facts to back What you're saying up Yeah If, if it's your opinion Say in my opinion But he doesn't state that I mean this is the same guy That can't Judge or misinterprets something. <laughs> he he takes he doesn't interpret what he says as the true interpretation. it's whatever he wants it to fucking be. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, let's get into comic book. I'm <laughs> fucking dumb with this guy. I, I'm done with this guy.
1: Okay, so comic book reviews everybody. If you guys want to pause and wait till tomorrow so you got something to listen to. This is the time to pause
0: Yep Because our show is a clusterfuck apparently (laughs) That's why we have clusterfuck Kyle here with us today
1: Yep It's a busy week with comics too It is It's a big week I've got one, two, three, four, five, six I got seven
0: I have six Actually Yeah, I have six Because the seventh book I bought was just a perspective book And I'm not going to review it Because I didn't actually read it
1: Oh Oh, I bought that book too a speculative book.
0: Yeah, did you actually read it?
1: No, I just I just set it on my stack with my other speculative books.
0: Do you want to start with Batman Beyond since I did not read that one?
1: Sure. Batman Beyond number six. So, where we're at with this.
0: The Joker. Is or them bringing back Bruce Wayne, right?
1: Yeah, they are bringing back Bruce Wayne, but it was, uh... The League of Assassins is in this one. Ooh. Yeah, and that's where it starts out.
0: Ray al Ghul's League of Assassins?
1: It just says, there's no escape. The League of Assassins. And what's the... The chick that was a detective... No, I think this is a different chick. That's in this one. But what happens is, yes, Bruce Bruce Wayne is back. Okay. He's back in black. And he is back in... He's back in the Batcave. And it, he comes, you know... And he comes back and... You know, they're like, Terry kept things the same and he didn't change anything. And Bruce is like, hmm... I don't think so. Things are different. And they're like, no, it's the same. But he's like, there's a bunch of people in here that shouldn't be in here. And it's fucking like Terry's little brother and fucking his girlfriend. And, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of – there's a – you know, that's what he's – he said the Batcave was never a hangout for friends and family. Right. (laughs) So what it is 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 he's back, you know – Terry's excited that he's back, you know, and he's like,
0: "I'm back." Yeah, guess he's back? Like that, like that Spider-Man. I'm back. I'm back.
1: But Terry's girlfriend what? is like, "You, we thought you were dead. You didn't tell me you were Batman. You've been Batman since high school. You kept it from me. I, I don't know if I can deal with this. I don't know if I can." Well, you be see, with baby,
0: you. there was this time where I was actually dead, and I wasn't Batman and a little thing called Convergence. Right. And Tim Drake was Batman, but now Tim Drake doesn't exist anymore. It, it's it's a little confusing. We'll get back to that later.
1: Right. And then, uh, Kirara shows up. That's who's, she was fighting the League of uh, Assassins in the beginning of it. And she's like, I need to talk to Batman. That's pretty much, and as she's, and she's fine. I think she's talking to uh, Commissioner Gordon. Barbara Gordon. But Barbara Gordon, yeah. And uh, this whole time it's, you know, and then they're talking about Terminal being dead. And he's like, and Bruce was telling uh, uh, Terry's little brother, he's like, they're talking about it and He's like, and Bruce Wayne's like, I don't. It wasn't terminal. It was somebody else. I know this laugh. I've heard it before. I got a good look at him. He's like, it's the Joker. The Joker is back. The Joker's not dead. I'm not dead. And he's like, you know, so he's like, and then they're talking, so it's truly true. You used to be Batman. He's, it's hard to imagine. And he's like, but it's really good that you're back. You know, Terry was having a tough time without Bruce being in his ear. He was having a tough time being Batman making decisions on his own and, you know, getting in and out of situations. And and uh, and then he's like, you know, your brother is highly capable. He'd be fine with or without me. But... And then they're talking about the bat suit and he's like, the bat suit got destroyed. And he's like, well, we found an- I found another one from him. It looked like it was a prototype. And he, Bruce puts it up on a screen and it's, the, he says, oh, the X7. And he's like, yeah, he's like, there's only there's a there's a big problem with that suit, and he's like, what could it be? He's like, it's it's dangerous to whoever wears it, and he didn't really go into why it's dangerous, but whoever the reason that he never really used that suit is because it's dangerous. So i it's kind of interesting. So now it's back, and he's and Terry's back, and he's like trying to work things out. He's like, Dana, you know. We, we can make this work. And she's like, I don't think you can because you're always going to have to be Batman. Yeah. There's, it's always going to be first. You know, there is going to be no I'm us. i bad And, you know, and she's like, I've moved on and I've, you know, I.
0: Sucking another D now.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: She's like, you know, I thought we were close and your unexplained disappearances. And she's like, now it kind of makes sense, you know. It's all been like this since high school. But she's like, but in the end, you're fucking a liar. And you've lied to me for a long time. And uh and uh Kira and Barbara are talking. He's like she's like, I need to talk to Batman. And she's, she's pretty much like, no. And then the League of Assassin's come back and she's like fighting everybody off and kind of like protecting Barbara. And, uh, and as this is going on, he's, he, Terry is telling Dana, I can, I can separate this. I can, you know, I think I need to be more Terry and less Batman. I think Terry, Batman just needs to be a once in a while side thing and not an all the time thing. And I think, and he's like, and Terry needs to be the all the time thing. And as this is going on, they're they're trying to summon him, you know, they're trying to use the the bat signal to get a hold of him. And then she's like, the other and Dana's like, the other problem I saw was when you infiltrated the Jokers and became a Joker, she's like, You enjoyed that too much. And she's like, That was kind of scary, you you know, but she's like, But you also loved being you also enjoy being Batman as well. So she know she knows that he can't he's not going to be able to separate it like he thinks he can and he's like you know but, but baby, he's like he's like but you. the problem is is Bruce always told me you know batman is a secret it's it's only batman this is all it's ever going to be you need to just do this and you can't you know and he's like i don't have you know i've realized that i can't complete i can't do it bruce's way right and then the League of uh, the League of Assassins is uh, overthrown everybody, and he's like, "This depends on what you want out of life, Terry. This is what Dane's saying. Why are you here? What do you expect out of me?" He said, "It's what I expect. It's that. It's you know, that, that. She's important, and that's what they're talking about. You know that's, and just as they're about to kiss, and she's like, he's like, I love you.' She's like, he's like."
0: Give me that right tongue.
1: now, I'll put me first, Batman second, and hope at the end I can I can find a way to make that work. He says, You really think you can give yourself a fair shot? And he's like, Yes, yes, I can. He's like, Watch me, and they're about to kiss. The bat light comes on. And she goes, he goes, No. And she and Danny goes, Yeah, classic timing. Huh. And he's like, Looks like you have to go. And he's like, No, I don't have to go. Not this time. I'm not going to sacrifice. Do what I can when I can, but I said I need to I can't lose myself in Batman. Besides, how can it how bad can it be? And it's the League of Assassins and it's Kira and, and Barbara and they're surrounded and they're you know, what I mean they're about to get attacked, and then that's mm. where it ended. So
0: it's uh Sounds like Terry McGinnis is being a little bitch.
1: Yeah, I think what it is is he wants boot. Well Nightwing's you know, doing it. Right, might as well Batman too, right. right? I thought it was good. I, I I really I'm really enjoying Batman Beyond a lot. I think I think the fuck cool cover too, and I really want to see what what that suit does to whoever wears it because all because that means Bruce had worn it enough to figure out there was an actual issue with that suit. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of cool, and you know he's gonna realize that. Kind of like what most everybody Oops. realizes is uh, you're the superhero first and you're a person second.
0: Yeah.
1: Kind of like what Marvel needs to figure out with their Netflix shows.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, it was good. I gave it I gave it an 8-5. Ooh, 8-5. That's,
0: that's a score right there.
1: I like that they kind of went in that Nightwing direction where he's like, I want a relationship. I want, you know, I want more than just being a superhero. Because that's kind of what Dick's going through is being Nightwing. He he wants to be more than just Nightwing. He wants to be, you know, he wants a relationship. He wants, you know, he got his old lady knocked up. He, you know yep. what I mean? He, he, he wants more than that. So I thought it was cool.
0: Damn it, Grace and Kunji's protection.
1: <laughs> right. You think that would be like a, a Batnam?
0: Right. Uh, do you think that'd be mandatory in a utility belt, <laughs> it has a, a bat condom? It's got a little bat symbol on it.
1: Yeah, right at the tip. <laughs> Almost like it's a it's a shining light. Yep. Like it's a bat. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! What are you doing right now? Flash.
0: Um, I was thinking, "Violent Love."
1: Okay, let's do "Violent Love." Go for
0: it. "Violent Love" issue five. One
1: more to go, and we're done. You see, no, it's this one. This is the last one.
0: That's what they're saying, but it says to be continued at the end.
1: It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I thought it did. when I looked at the... the... Maybe it was originally supposed to be five and maybe... maybe, Because remember, the beauty was like that, too. Remember, it's only supposed to be one arc. And I finally put... I I finally took that off my poll list yesterday.
0: Really? I stopped reading that a long time ago. But yeah, next issue, it says, Wanted by the FBI, Rock Bradley and Daisy Jane. So, it's not five of five. No, it's got to be six, because, I mean... (laughs) The, li- to sh- the list I looked at to show what was coming out this week shows that it was 5 It was five of 5, but the way this one plays out, it's going to be... It's got to be 6. Because Remember
1: least. when I, I messaged you and I said... Because I said, you're like, 5 of 5, and I was like, well, it didn't end. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really conclude. It kind of left it very open, so if they have... And it does say next issue.
0: But Violet Love, issue 5, where have all the good times gone? I think this is probably the best... It opens up in California in 1970. We see um, Daisy and um, what's the black dude's name? Did she say it? Yeah, she says it later on. Um, I can't remember the black dude's name. It'll come. Uh, so I hate doing this and I can't. Because uh, I know Rock, but I can't remember the black dude's name. But he wants to marry Daisy. He wants to get up. He wants to be a. He wants to plant
1: his seed in a Daisy.
0: Charlie. Charlie. So it starts out with Charlie and Daisy sitting in the car and uh, they're kind of talking about everything that's gone on and what's happened. And um, Charlie's kind of getting Daisy to be romantic with him. And she's like, that's enough Romeo. And she throws off her clothes and goes skinny dipping. She's kind of a tease. A little bit. And. uh, He pops open the glove box and he shows that he's got a ring. And he's trying to propose to her. She's kind of like Rosita. A little bit.
1: She kind of uses who she needs, you know, when she needs him.
0: Then we get to New Mexico in 1971 where we find the detective in the story who's hunting Rock, um, Charlie, and Daisy down. And they're kind of, uh, he's in a motel and he gets a a phone call uh, about a dude named Eddie um and the lahara gang and the, the informant tells him to go to a farm um he got the eddie was told to go to a farm and it was about a dude named uh, raymond and so the detective goes out there and you see this dude taking a piss and then like the uh, an owl flies past him and it kind of freaks him out and then you see two assassins from the lahara gang behind him then it cuts back to daisy kind of just having this she's sleeping and she's having this dream where she starts freaking out and Charlie wakes her up, and they kind of have this little embrace, and he's like, "I love you," and I'm always gonna, uh, I'm always gonna be there for you. Then it cuts back to the the detective trying to come out to the, the farm, and Rock is there, or you know, Rock's there, and um, Eddie bursts in. He's like, "Rock, help, please! They cut me so bad, Rock." <laughs> um, and he starts dying, and he tells him that. It, the Lahara gang's there and, um, the detective and everyone is kind of in the field and there's the two Lahara assassins standing there. And then it cuts back to the old, like the detective as he's older, like still telling the story to his grandchild. What you you you, think is his grandchild. Yeah. You finally find out who she is, who she really is. And, um, then it cuts back to him at a younger age and they're having to shoot out in the, the woods and, and Rock kills a bunch of the Lahara gang. Comes face to face with that detective, and they kind of got each other's gun down, and they're they're talking to each other. And then you find out that Charlie's still trying to get Daisy to like come with him because she loves her, and she says deep down you love me too. But he kind of admits that he called the Lahara gang and told him told them where Rock was, and that's why they're on this farm, kind of attacking everybody. And then it cuts back to the the Rock and the detective talking, and the detective shoots one of the Lahara. Assassins in the head And he's like That's one of the most Deadly assassins But she's usually Around here with her sister And then you see her sister Stab the detective In the back Yep And um Then Daisy shoots her And he's like Yeah that that Your target practice Was he paying off And she's like Oh really Because I was aiming For her head And he like And she like Shoots <laughs> her in the shoulder But then Rock Does a noble thing And even though He's wanted He stand, he stays there With the detective And he doesn't want To leave The detective And that's when You see Charlie Pull the gun on him And it shows He pretty much admits That he did the double cross Because he loves yep. Daisy And he wants to be with Daisy And he's like I wanted to marry you And she's like We're, She was like You're crazy Like It was never like that for me Like I don't have Those type of feelings for you And she kind of like Shits on him right there Right She's like It's over We've run our course I'm sorry But that's the truth And then she shoots him Like she yep. straight up Shoots him Yep And she kind of Looks at Rock And you see like Like I really like This page here 'Cause it shows like half of their face and the other half's like the torment and the and the demons and the demons yep. they're dealing fighting and what they've seen. And they kinda both have the same demons. And when he falls down, the ring falls out of his hand, so you kinda get that feeling that they're gonna be you know, that he wanted to marry her and you kind of even give it more on the next splash page yep. where it's a two pa- the two pager of other demons and everything that's happened.
1: Reminds me of like uh it still reminds me of natural born killers.
0: Yeah and then it goes black and it cuts back to the old man talking to the young girl again and uh then the the old man detective gets a phone call from someone from a payphone, and it turns out it's an older daisy and the little girl he's telling the story to is her daughter Yeah. and she left him with him for safekeeping and um she's like I finally found him Lou there's nowhere left for him to run Johnny Nails is gonna pay for everything
1: I mean, she'd be looking for him for a long yep.
0: time. So the next issue is wanted by the FBI, Rock Bradley and Daisy Jane. So I think it's going to be that the kid is her and Rock's kid. Yep. And uh, like we said, everything, and it says Violent Love issue March 5th, which is, um, or issue 5, March 2017. But it looks like there's one issue left, unless it was canceled. But I don't see it being canceled. Especially
1: since it says is next issue.
0: Yeah, so I honestly like this week. Man, I had four tops of picks of the week. I couldn't decide between any of them. I gave this this a nine.
1: Yeah, it was awesome, because I mean, especially with the fight scene when the, when the two assassin sisters come up. I mean, there was so much unfolding and so much going. Like, you know, and you know, like one they got shot, and the other one dished off, which means I mean, where did she go? Is she come back? There was just so much that. Didn't, uh, that, that You know, like, he finally found out that that agent was, you know, he was actually there, and he find out that he was actually, you know, way the part of it. And it's not like a secondary story that he's telling. He's actually...
0: Right, and you find out that Rock did the right thing, and that they, they dropped him off at a hospital, you know, or something, and they, yep. they stayed with him so he could get medical help so he didn't die, because what I left out is when he's dying, he says, please don't leave me, and yep. he says, please help me. So, they help him, because he clearly lives, but... I give it a nine. It was solid, Dude, if you're not reading Lo- Final Love by issue five, you need to fix that because it's been a solid story.
1: <laughs> and it's got one more issue. It's got one
0: more issue. <laughs> uh, Spider-Gwen?
1: Yeah, let's do Spider-Gwen.
0: Spider-Gwen number 18. The only reason we're reviewing this because it is part six of the ongoing sitting in a tree storyline between Miles and Gwen.
1: And we've, we've talked about the other five issues. Yeah,
0: we talked about the other five issues, and this is kind of the conclusion of that story. It's kind of funny that they concluded it in Spider-Gwen, but um, this could potentially be a speculative issue for you to pick up. I was thinking that, too. Um, because you get a lot of first appearances in it that could there's, potentially... There's
1: one page in I don't mean to interrupt you, but there's one page in particular that really tickled my speculative fancy, and it was... Um, I really like how they're drawing Spider-Gwen.
0: Really? It kind of annoyed
1: me. I liked her hair. I like her haircut. It's actually the only thing I really like. So, my speculative was this page right here.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So, I I see that as being a new ensemble. Mm Mm-hmm. So. So And I know you guys... I'm saying this and this page, and you guys can't fucking see it. I'll put a picture of it up.
0: Yeah, so this issue, the reason I'm saying this, this issue is speculative is because you're getting a lot of first appearances. You're getting like four first appearances.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If not more. Well, I, well, technically more. But um, what it is, is is that Gwen, when we last left off in the uh, when we reviewed Spider-Man last week, is Gwen was de- was teleported to this dimension where her and Miles were married and they were celebrating their wedding anniversary. Well, Gwen shows up at their apartment um, and Spider-Ham is there watching these these kids, this girl and this boy. And Gwen shows up there and he's like, "Oh, man, Gwen, it's a kid space and time displays version of your mother is home." <laughs> you know, And so then it cuts back to Miles, and Miles has found his dad, and his dad has been on kind of like this... um, His dad knows about the Scorpion and knows that there's someone with his face Uh doing bad things, and then he's trying to stop him with S.H.I.E.L.D., and that he took one of their teleporters. And it's kind of going all over the place, and you you find out in this other universe... I like that they're eating Groot Loops, too. Um, You find out in this other universe that Miles and... Uh, Gwen have a family. They have kids. Peter Porker married an actual pig and has little piglets.
1: <laughs> a bunch of them.
0: You know, a bunch of little piglets. So you see that, like, they they get married and they have this whole relationship, and they've been married for a super long time, and then they kind of get, um, yeah, you know, they go through this portal. She goes through the portal again to where Miles is in her dimension. And they're fighting the scorpion and um, so the silk soldiers and and everything like that. And spider, or, you know, spider pig, or spider ham comes through. And I like how they start singing the spider pig song from the yes, season. Yes,
1: that was awesome.
0: Spider ham comes through the teleporter to help him. And Miles is like, we're going to get help. And he's like, "Um, he was like, we can do big bad. Or spider ham's like, we can do big bad too. Right, Penny? And Miles is looking. He's like. My God, who is that? And Gwen's like, you'll never believe this, Miles, but that's the last thing I expected. And through the teleporter, it comes their kids, and yep. they're tomorrow. So it comes Spider Boy and Spider Girl. So Spider Boy is kind of like what the original concept for the Homecoming or the Spider Man Homecoming suit is, where it's like the Spider Man mask, but he's got like a jacket on mm-hmm. with sweatpants, and then a ho- and then a, a like a stocking cap. And Spider Girl kind of looks like Gwen, but she's in a. In a pink jumpsuit with it's all it's like pink and blue jumpsuit with a hood and, and it,
1: in a few of the multiverses they, they get they Miles and uh, they get married
0: yeah yep this, so
1: like it's like even in the other you know in the other dimensions in the multiverse they they're meant to be together which I actually think is cool and there was an ad in here I thought was really cool and too. like they're
0: they're talking in Spider-Boys like, hey, look, Spider-Girl, it's bad grandpa. And they, they start fighting him, and, like, Spider-Girl has the, um... You know, they're fighting their grandfather, and there's a one point where she's like, look out, Dad, and Miles and his dad are standing together, and they're both like, huh? Yeah, right. You know, and they, they duck it, and it's just... It's really cool. Like, they explain in here who the kids are. Let's see, um... So you get. So they explain it, and she's like, pretty crazy. And Spider-Girl's like, pretty crazy, huh? It's a whole lot to take in. And uh, she's like, I'm starting to think our stupid transporter watches aren't so stupid, Miles. Um, They're going through it, and she's like, I think the one on the motorcycle with Spider-Ham is Jessica's kid. And she's talking about Mm Spider-Woman. Jessica's kid, Gary. The girl in the fur. Is totally a craven and uh and the so, you know, and then uh and the robot Penny Parker I think so I mean it's, it's cool it explains who, these people are so you're getting all of these first appearances, in this book and then you're also kind of getting, the last couple of um, pages are, are them kind of dealing with this and Miles is like so. We're destined to be together then, huh? We're, we're meant to be together. We're supposed to be together. And and Gwen's kind of like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, we're we in charge have of to our force own. force
1: it. We don't have to make right. it happen.
0: Just because it happened in this dimension doesn't mean it's going to happen everywhere. We don't have to force it to happen. But and, she
1: wants it to happen. Yeah,
0: you can totally tell. And he's like, so friends then? And she's like, friends. For now. And then it ends. It
1: was really good. I mean, I'm not going to continue reading Spider-Gwen. Oh, absolutely
0: not. <laughs> absolutely not.
1: But that's, a, I might actually go pick up. Two or three more copies of this Spider Gwen.
0: Yeah, I mean it was a good story. I, the only reason I caught it, I picked it up, was because um, of the the storyline for sitting in a tree.
1: I want to read that
0: X Men. X Men Gold.
1: Yeah, it looks interesting. I'm gonna give it the first one. So. But there was a cool ad in here.
0: I gave that book an I gave that book an eight five. Scarlet Spider. I not written by Dan Slott. No, it's not. It's
1: um. Peter David and Mark Bagley. Yeah. So I'm excited that we're going to have two Spider titles coming out soon that are not Dan Slott.
0: Yeah, Spectacular, Spider-Man, and...
1: I'm so excited for that one.
0: Uh, When does that come out? Fuck, Far Away. (laughs) Far far Away. Just push it away. Far Away. Push it away. (laughs) All right. um, Flash. Flash? Flash 19, Sins of Our Father. Uh, this
1: one was
0: boring
1: it, it was a filler issue
0: to boring
1: yeah, except for the last page. So what pretty much happens is remember they were caught boomerang was caught with them they it was uh, kid flash and boomerang and Barry they were all caught they all got remember they got trapped in that net. Yep. And, uh, there's a, like a, they must, I, they're, I mean, they're, they're guns dealers and they catch them and they tie them up to the poles and they're going to, they're going to, they're actually going to execute them. And then boomerang pulls this bullshit where he's like, Hey, if you, you know, if you kill the flash, why don't you have them run around? If you can kill them, you can, how much could you sell your arms for and that gun for, for being the, the, the gun one that kill kills the flash. flash?
0: Yeah. Cause it's a nice new super weapon they yeah. created.
1: So now they and they go well. You know what, boomerang? You can run with them. <laughs> yeah. So what ends up happening is they're shooting at them and they're shooting. At this is a part where I thought it was twenty. Th- it was two thousand rounds a second. Yeah. That's a pretty fucking small clip in that gun.
0: <laughs>
1: just.
0: just the size just, of the gun. Yeah. Just
1: just say it. that's a lot of rat You know what I mean? You'd have to have at least a, I don't know. 12,000 round clip. Yeah. So that she could shoot it for six seconds. (laughs) I mean, but, so they ran around and what Flash was trying to do is he was trying to vibrate out of it, but it wasn't working because of the net. So, what Wally figured out was he doesn't vibrate right and things fucking explode. So, he tried it and that's what got him free. And, uh, so he runs around and he Distracts him and he fucks him up and he breaks some of the guns. And and uh, they realize that they uh, boomerang and flash realize that they stopped shooting at him, which means something is going on. And they bring them all back. And fucking uh, Wally really likes uh, boomerangs. Boomerang, he starts fucking throwing that motherfucker yeah. and slicing all the guns up, and which I thought was kind of cheesy. But it was kind of it was all right. But he's you know, he's like, easy peasy. And He's fucking throwing it, and the shit's coming back to him, and and uh, so then everyone's getting arrested, and you know they're talking to, to boomerang, and you know they're gonna he's gonna leave and go away, and then uh, I I need to read new Suicide Annual one because while well, his dad was part of the suicide squad.
0: Right, he was Reverse Flash.
1: So I want to read that annual number 1 cuz I want to see what they did mm-hmm. cuz it kind of like he went into he Reverse Flash like had a bomb and he was trying to run it out to get it away from the kids and everything so it didn't kill a bunch of people and it went off. Yeah. while he was still holding it. And that's why you know, and that's, and Boomerang's explaining this, to Wally and Barry. Barry kind of already knew. Well,
0: he suspected, yeah.
1: Yeah, he kind of he kind of already knew. So, Kid Flash kind of freaks out and get away from me! You know <laughs> how it goes. So then what? In Wally's frustration, Barry says, "Look, I'm Flash."
0: Yeah, he reveals himself. Yeah, so that he knows, and then he's pissed. Yeah, well, he's he's happy about it. Like he hugs him about it, but then he's and then he, he flips the fuck out because Barry's lying to Iris because he hasn't told Iris. And yet. to
1: him, like, like you know, he's he's just he's lying to everybody about being. the Hold
0: Flash. up, let me tell everyone that you're the Flash or that I'm the Flash because you want to have a teenage meltdown, right? You know. So this isn't the CW kid. We don't show everybody who we are. Right. (laughs) So
1: they, so they're kind of, you know, he's mad, he's kind of bad, and then he leaves. He says, don't follow me, Flash. You know, he needs to work some shit out. And then it switches over to Iron Heights. And there's somebody that's... You are done. Somebody that's locked in this... Yeah. In this suit. And then some lightning happens, because, you know, nothing is complete without a lot of lightning in the Flash. And it's fucking...
0: Reverse Flash.
1: Reverse Flash. And he says, I remember. He breaks out. It says, a train is coming right for you. And he says, I remember the Batman Thomas Wayne. He killed me in the Flashpoint. I should teach his son a lesson. And that's where it is. This last page made up for this whole entire (laughs) shitty book. I mean, it really did. Like... Like... They're they're circling back around to Flashpoint so that I mean it's just so they can the next two issues they can bring in they're gonna do you know, they're they're gonna explain rebirths is what they're gonna do. Yeah, in This and, next six six issue crossover.
0: And you're gonna get a lot of references to Flashpoint along with Watchmen. So there's gonna be a lot of stuff that happens in these next couple issues between uh Flash twenty and twenty one and then Batman, Batman twenty and twenty one. Or is it twenty one and twenty two? I mean, it's twenty and twenty one. Yeah, but there's only a lot of stuff that's gonna happen. So if the next you guys, if you
1: guys haven't read Flashpoint, this would be a good time to go read it because Flashpoint's fucking cool. It's probably, it's probably right now. It's probably my favorite Flash story. Even though it, a lot of people don't like it because it's what brought us the new fifty two. Yeah, but it the The event and everything that happened leading up to that to do, I thought it was cool because I liked the new fifty two, I liked it. I liked most of the stories that were there. Teen Titans was kind of flat. Batman was awesome. Um, Nightwing was pretty good. There was you know there was some pretty good stories that came out of, and some interesting stuff that came with the new fifty two. Yeah, but I thought, I mean, like Flashpoint was a really exciting story. And now I like that they're, you know, we're 20 issues, 19 issues into rebirth with some of these issues. We're months into the rebirth.
0: We're, yeah, almost a year.
1: Because it's 20 issues, yeah. So, and now there's, they're, they've waited this long and they've, they've established these characters, they've established these stories, and now they're circling back around and they're going to they explain to us why. I think that's really cool that they did. I think that was unexpected. I think it's cool that they did that cuz they kind of they gave it to us in the the rebirth issue, the one the single before they broke. Yeah. They reached they breached out and and branched out I should say and and did all the you know the single number ones but when they they alluded to everything that was going on and then they kind of they they hinted around at it and then they they just went off with their stories. So I think it's cool if after all the a year, yeah, because it's WonderCon time, so it's it's a fucking year. Yep. That they're they're now they're bringing it back to in a full circle. I I don't know. Hopefully, it doesn't fucking bomb, but <laughs> I, I like it. I think it's really cool. I've enjoyed it. So Flash, the, the story itself was a total filler issue. There was really no point to it. It was just two issues to fill in to get to reverse Flash. So, but. The story itself, I gave a six.
0: Yes, but, I agree. But
1: the last page of that fucking book made it... The last page of that book was an eight to me. Yeah. Because it's it's igniting something that I think is going to be fucking cool. So I gave the book itself a six, and I gave the last
0: the last page of the book an eight. <laughs> See, I almost give the book itself a five because the last three issues have been nothing but Wally West running away crying like a little bitch. (laughs) So um, we've seen that for three issues now, so I'm kind of tired of it. The story was bland. The last page made up for a lot of it, but they could have done so much better with that story. So I give it a five.
1: They could have used a few pages to to,
0: just. It's just another one that goes on the list of why Flash isn't holding up to what it was when Rebirth first started. Hopefully twenty and twenty one totally redeem it, but who knows? Uh, Reborn. Go for it. Reborn issue five. We are one issue away from the final issue of Reborn. It's a six issue miniseries, and that's Reborn. Reborn even says to be concluded mm-hmm. as to where Violent Love does not. So,
1: dude, that. Fucking face she's making that 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 Adlard or the Adlard that Capullo <laughs> drew on her.
0: <laughs> it's worse than Asian Negan.
1: I Capullo should never draw far away people, <laughs> and he does it quite a bit in this issue.
0: Yeah, her dad looks
1: all right. There's like his big stuff and everything is awesome. Like, there's a few pals in here where they're really small and, and they're elaborating on everything that's going on around them. It's fucking
0: cool but. I love this book man This book is still Even five issues in This has been a fantastic read I love the way they deal with Life and death in this book yeah. What they deal with, The way they deal with your Their point of view of heaven And hell um, The good place and the bad place And like Essentially this book is Put it
1: in the good place Not
0: the bad place You get You die And you get a second chance Like you're reborn um, So it opens up with the main character at her her, kind of at her wedding with her husband's kind of going through her life and stuff. And, and then like it cuts back to her basically in the other life and being trampled by monsters and kind of everything they're going through to try and get to, um, the, you know, the final showdown with the bad guy Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be fighting. And they're kind of going all this through all this. And the entire time, like she's having flashbacks of like her husband being shot and then you see um you see that um you know one of her friends was one of her the fairy queen um was her best friend and mm-hmm. a churchgoer is Stella and she's kinda like reflecting on all that and she's like all that Sunday school and Bible class was quickly forgotten when I needed you to be there for me. I asked for your help and you didn't want and you didn't know me what would Jesus say to that? Cause so she's kind of like fighting her inner demons as well. And there's a nice scene with her and her dad around the campfire. They're talking about how like she was kind of a tomboy and that she wanted to play football and kind of, but do she all
1: wasn't, this. she just wanted to be with her dad. Yeah. Everybody just assumed that's what she was.
0: Yeah. And, uh, they're talking around the, the campfire about how they're going to find her husband. And maybe she's kind of like, maybe mom was born in the, or reborn in the dark lands Um, Don't you talk about mama like that And then her dog who got bitch slapped Like two issues ago Mm. Comes back And Roy Boy tells her that Basically her dad reads Roy Boy's mind And says Hey he found your husband Um, They found Harry He's in the hill um, He's a few miles away over the hills And that they'll take him there So they start going back there They're kind of talking on the way back And everything And they get to the town and they see that it's been destroyed. Like it's been demolished. And then Bonnie kind of rushes down the cliff and she starts talking to the people. And they're like, you know, they came. Um, they're like the dragon. She's like, what happened to my husband, Harry black? She's like, the dragons came, took him away, ma'am. General frost told them that he was the king. Uh, he was, uh, that he was, and King Armada carried him, uh, I told him who he was and King Armada came for Harry and hundred other local men. So. So they knew
1: they were going for, they knew they knew right. where her husband was before they did. Right. And they came and fucking took
0: him. So they took him away. And then it comes, you come to find out that he remarried. Yep. So she's like, I've got to go. And he's like, her dad's like, they'll kill you when they see you on sight." She's like, I have to go with my husband. Just imagine if it was mom out there, what would you do? Um, And this old lady's like, well, before you decide things, there's something you should know. And this young woman steps forward, and she was like, I'm Harry's new wife, Bonnie. I'm so sorry you had to find out this way, but we've been married for the last nine years. So when he got sent back in here, he was young again, and she was young again, and they met and fell in love and had another, and he had an entirely new family. And she kind of... She kind of struggles with this a little bit and then stops and takes back. And then she
1: was dead for a while.
0: Yeah. She, you know, kind of struggles with this and he's taking it back. And then she finally decides to like embrace it, his kids, his boys. And he's like, you know, I'm going to do everything and get your father back. Everything's going to be okay. And they kind of get giddy. And his new wife's like, thanks for doing this. He's like, thanks for making him happy all these years. So she's kind of like, and they embrace it. So she kind of like accepts that, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like essentially on our world where when you die, When You know If you were to die You would want your significant other To move on Or whatever And be happy It's kind of the same The the same thing over there Is that you die You go to this new place You're reborn And you can move on And marry And pretty much Live another life And so she sets off To do that And then it cuts to Harry and the Darklands And chains And he's talking And um The The monster Is kind of like I get to kill you Um twice or he's like
1: because he shot her yeah no
0: he, yeah she shot him when he was all older yeah so in the in the norm in our normal life um i thought he shot his her
1: husband in real life and now they're gonna he's gonna get to kill him again
0: yeah that's exactly what happened
1: yeah
0: so the the demon king is probably like or harry's like you're talking to me like you know me and we've never met and the Demon King's like, oh, really? And then Harry has that flashback of him getting shot. And it's like, oh, no. And the Demon King's like, now I get to kill you all over again. So, yeah, his killer in real life is about to kill him in the afterlife as well. So, and that was the end of that. This is another one that was fantastic. Fantastic read. I love the way they deal with that whole, like, life and death and religion and heaven and hell. I give this book... A nine, a nine
1: out of ten. Yeah, it was really good. I.
0: It's another up. one, another one. Of my picks of the week. I couldn't decide between. All right, Teen Titans or Detective.
1: We'll close with Detective.
0: Okay. Teen Titans number six: The Rise of Aqualad Part One. This was a good read. It was another one of my my picks <laughs> of the week. It was kind of a it's kind of a, a starting issue of the new arc. It's a really fun read. It's kind of funny. Like it has its its comedy and I think that's what I like about this book is that it's got a lot of comedy in it and even like yeah. Damien even though Damian Wayne's kind of like a hard ass, he's kinda of like the con he's kind of comic relief in this too, along yeah. with Beast Boy. So it, it starts off with like this security guard um going to check on these prisoners and you see that like the jail cells are all tore up and there's water everywhere. There's like an entire side of the cliff or like the hole in a cliff is there. Or you know the hole in the cell there's a hole in the wall on the side of the cell, which is on the side of a cliff. And um, then it cuts to Damian Wayne standing there, like, listening to these new report, news reports. And then Beast Boy comes in, and he's kind of talking to him. He's like... He's trying to ask him, like, what his actual last name is and shit. Like, he yeah. knows his first name, but he's trying to ask him. He's like, what is your name? Damian Luther or <laughs> Damian um, Beelzebad or Beelzebub? And he's like... "Um, He's like, how come you never... Uh, how can we call by our titles and not our names? And, and Damien says, because I'm a professional.
1: <laughs> and,
0: and Beast Boy's like, what are you doing out here anyway? Dreaming up a master plan for toilet paper in the Justice League's watchtower? And Damien's like, I'm playing. And he's like, you're playing? Please, you gotta tell me exactly w- what you are. And then his, his beast comes out of the water with a log in his mouth and he's like, fetch.
1: His <laughs> Goliath
0: comes out of the water. So he's playing with his Goliath and Beast Boy didn't know it and then you, know, you, you kind of have them walking off, and you see the seal there, and then all of a sudden the wa- the seal gets pulled underwater, and the water goes red. Yep. And you kind of get to see, like, a little bit of the camaraderie between the Teen Titans as they're sitting down for dinner in the Titans Tower, and it was Beast Boy's time to cook, and he made uh, tofu. Um, he's like, you'll be begging for my tofu platter every time it's my time to cook the, the meal rotation. In, uh Reverse Flash is like, "Nah, I'm not about that lifestyle. And he goes and gets some pizzas instead. <laughs> and then they're all eating. And then the perimeter alert goes off. And they're like, what's that? And Damien's like, my security senses we're, were under attack. And he's like, Titans. And they all start rushing out. And it's this, it's this news chopper. And they all got their hands up in the air. So Beast Boy has granted the local media an interview in a a um, tour of the new Titans Tower. So he's taking him through that, and you see Kid Flash fixing the the jet that they stole from Batman, and then um, he's talking about. He takes him to meet Raven's room, and uh, she's like, "So I a Raven. Her power is extreme friendliness." And she's like, "Go away." <laughs> then he goes and takes her to Star uh, to Starfire, and she's like, "And here's Starfire, smoking hot babe, right? And like all the best aliens, she could easily kill us all. So be nice." Starfire's like, I do not understand smoking in a very uh, is a very unhealthy, especially for babies. <sighs> and then he walks past and Damien's in there playing a, a zombie game. He's like, and I'm sure you've seen this guy. He's just like, the fo- he likes to follow us around. No powers. Pretty pathetic, or pretty pathetic, really. And Damien's like, this interview is over. <laughs> like he shoves the camera away. And then it comes to Aqualad in his room in New Mexico. And the interesting thing about Aqualad is they made him gay. Mm-hmm. He is hardcore gay. He's he openly gay. Yep, he has a gay lover who does not particularly take well to the fact that he is a superhero. <laughs>
1: right.
0: And then it cuts back to Beast Boy and the reporter talking in San Francisco. And as Beast Boy's kind of gloating about himself, um, she gets pulled into the water and disappears. And so then it's the Titans are kind of looking, are going to start looking for her. Uh, It shows the prison and cuts underneath it to a hideout where you see the reporter being held. And then you kind of see Aqualad isn't accepted for who he is because he shows his power through his boyfriend and his boyfriend takes off and he's like, we're done. We're over. It's not going to work. So Aqualad leaves his mom and and sets off for San Francisco. And it's kind of like the final panel of the book shows him standing in front of Teen Tower or Titans Tower. Mm -hmm. And then, the uh, the Titans are in the bay. Beast Boy is is done up like a seal, and they're all waiting for like the singer. No, not the singer. Oh, like the animal. Um, they're wait- They're scanning the area, waiting for whatever attacked the the reporter to attack Beast Boy. And he dives down. Then he comes jumping out of the waters of flying fish. And he's like, "Guys, uh, we're gonna need a bigger boat." And it's uh, they're attacked by King Shark. So. Looks like King Shark is going to be the second villain in the Teen Titans. Yep, which I really like. But this is also a good read. It was fun. It was quirky. Um, it was a good Beast Boy book. Um, I would say definitely pick it up.
1: I like that DC's actually like they're they're doing things they're they're including like real world things that are going yeah. on and, and issues and and stuff that's you know real. The more with the times of what's going on, I think. It's I really, absolutely agree. I, I think that's kind of cool.
0: And especially doing it with such a young cast. Yes. As the Teen Titans. so. Um, but our last book of the evening, Detective Comics, Batman Detective Comics 953. That is a nice cover. Her stabbed in the, the milk tank.
1: Yeah, the old milk muscle. <laughs> See, I, I have on my pull list at my comic book store to pull all Raphael Albuquerque variants and mm-hmm. covers and put them in my box so except they didn't put this one in there i had to go get it off yeah but i ended up with the star wars number two because it was a <laughs> a Kirby variant but i've been waiting for this cover for a while i like it
0: so it's cool so Go, go ahead, and kick us off with Batman. Go ahead. Detective, you're, you're no. A, I just did two in a row. You're in a roll, no, man. Nope, it's all you. Fuck no, you're on a roll. No, sir. That is an incorrect statement. No, no, that is a correct statement. You're an on a roll. Incorrect man. statement. People are tired of hearing me.
1: I didn't want to. Uh, they hear me too up. much.
0: If they hear me too much, they might think I'm sounding disinterested.
1: I, I just didn't want to fuck up your chi.
0: Oh, no. My chi's already been blocked. <laughs> so this starts with Gordon coming back. I'm going to release my chi in about an hour and a half.
1: He was on vacation, and they're bringing him back from vacation because he was like I, like... I like how he's got a fucking Hawaiian shirt on, yeah. dude. It should crack me up. And then an Orphan is pretty much studying her mom.
0: They're bringing him back because the deputy mayor ordered Gotham to be locked down. Yeah,
1: and they think that it <coughs> needs to be evacuated.
0: Gordon has the pull to get him to change his mind and yeah. evacuate it.
1: But, and then it, it, it switches over to, like... Orphan is studying her mom and her moves, and she just, I don't know, she's just not handling it very well. Yeah. I don't know if she's sad about that or what, but it's, and then it switches over to their fight, and she's like, You're distracted. And then for to her training, yeah, when she was uh, being trained back in Batman and Robin and Turned And you know, and it's the same thing that her his mom was saying that he's saying is, uh, you're holding back. You can't hold back. You're distracted. And then they kind of talk about it. It's, you're, what about my mom? And he's like, I have this thing that smells like my mom. And he's like, you think that belongs to your mom? He's like, that just belonged to some woman I killed. Yeah. It was nothing. And then she was like fucking devastated again. And it switches back and like uh, – <laughs> and she's back in the room and uh, fuck oh, I just spaced out
0: Clayface comes
1: yes I just like spaced out but Clayface <laughs> he, he was sent there to, to not let her leave but they kind of talk and he's like I'm, you can't stop me and I'm not gonna stop you and if you need to you need to do what you need to do and I'll tell him that you
0: slipped you know, through me yeah
1: and, like I tried to stop you but she's like I think she he gives her a book, you know, something that helped him.
0: And. <coughs> the complete collections of William Shakespeare.
1: Yeah. And then she's like, peace. And they give each other a hug and she bails out. Just as the League of Assassins shows up.
0: Yeah, he calls Batman and, and tells him that Orphan snuck past me. And he's like, understood, Batman woman is en route back to the Bel- belfry. I'll head off Cassandra. And. And he's like, Yeah, sure.
1: I like this part right here where uh Orphan and Batman meet up.
0: Yeah. And he's like Well you gotta admit you gotta throw in that too that Clayface is about to be attacked by the League of Assassins. I said that. Oh did you? Mm-hmm. Or League of Shadows. Okay. I didn't hear that. <laughs> My bad.
1: <laughs> and uh I said just as the League of the Shadows showed up. Oh, okay. And then and then he goes, and then she, and then it flips over and it's Orphan's, you know, Batman's hanging out on top of a building and Orphan shows up and he's like, Cassandra. And, you know, she's like, pretty much says my name's Orphan. But they're like, she's like, Cassandra, you aren't in the right state of mind. I can't imagine. And he's like, stop. My name is Orphan. And they kind of go back and forth. He's like, I'm not going to fight you. And as they're doing that, he's, she's already sized him up. Figured out his weak points, and starts to kind of it starts to go after him. And it starts to attack him.
0: Yeah, she he kind of Batman kind of says that, you know, your name is you're not orphan. You're not an orphan. Your name is Cassandra Cain, and your that you name's can,
1: not orphan.
0: Yeah, you can still. Well, he says you aren't an orphan. Yeah. you are Cassandra Cain. You can still be a daughter of David Cain and the daughter of Lady uh, Shiva, and be a good person. So he's saying just because your 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 name doesn't define you. Yeah. You can still be a good person regardless. And then she kind of, like like you said, they start fighting, and she's kind of calculating her spots of where she's going to hit him. What are you doing? Keep going. Go ahead. No, it's all you You're doing better. No, sir. This, I already put my book up. No, sir. This is your review. I'm, wa-
1: I'm watching you now. Oh,
0: God. I got the spotlight on you. This is your review, buddy. So anyways, Batman and Cassandra can, are going back and forth, trading blows, and she's getting up her hand on him. She kind of knocks him off the roof and um, leaves him there to hang. And she she kind of takes off and um, you, he calls to Alfred. He's like, there's something wrong. In our, um, Alfred calls him. And she, he's like, Master Bruce. And Batman's like, here. He's like, there's something wrong in the cave. I think someone may have been in here. And he's like, oh, oh, dear. And then you hear Crash and Batman screams Alfred. And then it cuts to Batwoman again, back to the Belfry. And you see Clayface scattered everywhere. And she's like, "Batman, this is Batwoman. It's bad. There's pieces of Clayface all over the place," and she gets karate chopped from behind. And then you see her dad sitting in, the, in a sh- in a cell, and sh- she gets thrown in front of him. And the League of Assassins, League of Shadows, comes out, um, and he he the main guy's like, "Shiva said to make you watch," and Batman's kind of like, "Dad, what's going on?" And and he looks, and then she just gets fucking stabbed right through the right
1: gut. Right, that awesome.
0: And he's freaking out. And then. Uh,
1: they're pretty much like. It seems like they're pretty much killing everybody, that whole team up. They're, yeah. They're like.
0: And I like how they have the callback in the middle. And so it cuts to Orphan in Times Square calling out her mom. And then they show the, the building in Times Square and they kind of have uh, an ode to Watchmen in here with the end is nigh. Mm-hmm. And then um, Cassandra calls him out and she's like, What do you want, girl? She's like why Why what Speak up girl Abandon me Like she's Going through these issues And she wants to know Why her mom left her And abandoned her And um Um And she's like He really didn't Did he uh, Or he really did it Didn't he And he's like You speak as a As a verbal language As someone Or something forced And unnatural You read bodies You read movements That's the first language David taught you And she's like yes He's like You can see death Can't you girl And she's like Yep and She's like, and so can I. And they start going back and forth, and she's like, kind of like fight me. So they start fighting, and Cassandra's getting her ass whooped, and um, she would start screaming, "Damn it, girl, fight me!" And Cassandra's just like, still asking, "Why? Why?" And she gets her ass kicked, and um, she's like, she leaves her there. Doesn't kill her. to come. There's far more worthy. There's far more worthy of my attention. And then it cuts back to Batman, and he's rushing to the Batcave, he's like, Alfred, Alfred, are you? And he looks and he he can see the Belfry. He's like, no, no, no. Like he sees everyone, all of them getting their asses kicked. And then you hear out from out of the shadows, welcome home, Bruce Wayne, or shall I address you as the bereaved? And he's like, who? And he turns around and there's Ra's al Ghul. He's like, who else but Ra's al Ghul is standing behind him. And he's like, the next is the demon's agenda. So I think since Ra's tried to go after the League of Shadows once, and got bested, he's going to try to team up and get Batman to help him go after her again in the next issue.
1: I thought that was probably the one of the best Batman Detective comics.
0: Absolutely was. I agree. I gave that one a 10. 10,
1: 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Just after you made that whole spiel about Tinian.
0: Y- you know? <laughs> I, I said you that to it? myself, too. I was like, damn, <laughs> after that whole spiel yeah. about how... Batman is better than detective. <laughs> he goes and drops a fucking issue like this. But I don't think this issue would have been a 10 if it wasn't for the Raza Ghoul at the end. It would have probably been like a 9, 8, 5, 9. Uh-huh. And then with, with everyone getting bested and then them <laughs> dropping the al, the Ra's al Ghul at the end, I was like, there it is.
1: I read that and that's exactly what I thought at the end. I was like, fucking Matt said all that about 10 We never say anything bad. No. Like, you know what I mean? You didn't say, you just said Batman was better, but you did. You said, you know, because you said it wasn't focused enough on Batman and it was focusing right. kind of on it, And in this issue, they're
0: pretty much killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they're restoring the focus back to Batman. Yeah. So it's like he heard. Yeah. They listened to us. Yeah. And wrote it within a week and he was like, oh, fuck, I need to fix this. Fuck, Matt said that. Yeah. Fuck that. I got to do that. <laughs> Just like they heard that Spider-Man should be the, the bad guy in the Venom movie. Right? Yeah, you know, people people should listen to us more. We're, we're not stupid. <laughs> what did you give Detective?
1: Oh, we're stupid. We just fucking...
0: <laughs> what did you give Detective?
1: I gave it a... I gave it a 9.8. 9.8? Nine, i give it a 9.8. i give it 10. It was good, though, all around. I mean, Tidane's a good writer. I really like it ready. Yeah. but where's he gonna be at? What con is he gonna be at? Tinian? Yeah, remember um, I, sh- I showed you.
0: He, I can't remember. Fuck.
1: Oh, he's at uh, the one in Chicago.
0: Oh yes, yes. Sce
1: yes. two or whatever. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. All right, but... I lo- I wanted to say that issue to get signed.
0: But just like that, we're out of time for this week's show. Got a little dose of a little bit of news, a little bit of opinion, So, comic book reviews, our thoughts on Iron Fist and Walking Dead. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. If you like the show, please make sure to hit the subscribe button, leave us a review on iTunes, and join our, our Absolute Geek community on Facebook over at our Facebook page. Um, we'll be happy to add another member to the Absolute Geek family. You can join our. Talking about our
1: group chat?
0: No, I'm talking about our Facebook page. What is what is this group chat you speak of? (laughs) Talking about our Facebook page where we our our fan base is a good majority of our fan base is. So come and join the 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 party and talk and have conversation (laughs) with everyone and. uh, yeah, so that'll be this week's episode of the Atso Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Clusterfuck Kyle. Saying remember to support your local comic shops.
1: And keep your comics bagged and boarded. And we'll
0: see you next time.